Have you ever felt like you are stuck in a low place in life and wondered how you will break through? Today, I talk with my friend Janina and learn about how she went from being a struggling single mother to managing multiple successful businesses and coaching other women to be purposefully profitable. Prepare to be inspired as you listen to her story on this episode of For Better Self and Net Worth. Welcome back to For Better Self and Net Worth. I am so excited. I have a guest with me today. She has been my friend for eight years. And in these eight years, I have watched this amazing lady evolve and make an amazing life for herself and her son. Please help me welcome my friend, Janina Sloan. And Janina Sloan is going to tell us about her adventure and how she became a serial entrepreneur. So Janina, if you don't mind, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a background about how you got to be who you got to be, how you got to start all your businesses, and just basically how you got to make this amazing life for yourself. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited to connect with you guys about that. And it's even more special that you have asked me to share on this podcast because you've really been through my journey from the beginning and have kind of seen the evolution of it. So um, as she mentioned, I am Janina and I got started basically doing my own business since I was a kid. I used to just always see the need for um, extra money. My mom was a single mom and she worked several jobs. And in addition to those jobs, she also cleaned houses on the weekends. And so through that, I saw the self-discipline. I saw the need for additional money. I saw somebody waking up early on a Saturday morning, taking her daughter with her to go clean houses and just the dedication. And so when I was about 11 or 12, I lived in an apartment complex. And while my mom was at work on summer breaks, I would knock on people's doors and ask them if they wanted their car washed. (laughs) And I would wash their car and make extra money. And so I always joke that I've kind of just had like that entrepreneurial spirit in my blood from a young age. But really, I didn't dabble into that until I became a mom. And I had a four month old baby, we were really struggling financially, I was married at the time. And we didn't have enough to even make it from paycheck to paycheck. Um, I remember having to go to food pantries and having our water get shut off and definitely not making it from week to week. And even though I had a good job, um, it was, I was on unpaid maternity leave and it's hard to catch up once you have big expenses like that and you don't have income coming in. It just was hard for us to get our footing again. And so it was something that I knew that I needed. I knew I needed some sort of additional income. And so I looked into podcasting or actually blogging was really what was popular at the time. And I looked into blogging and how to make money blogging and couponing and teaching classes and all this stuff. And I was like, you know, I could do all these things, but nothing really felt right in at that at that time and so I decided to join a network marketing company and that was just such a huge blessing because the investment was a lot lower than it would have been if I would have started a different type of business and also the return on investment came a lot quicker than if I would have been like blogging or working on a different type of opportunity so that was just such a huge blessing and throughout that journey that first year 
I had such a solid why and such a huge passion because I, you know, I wanted to provide for my son and I wanted us to have a better life. And I knew that if nothing changes, nothing changes. And it was up to me. Nobody was going to save me from my situation except for myself. Like nobody was coming to save me. (laughs) It was up to me to make this change. And so um, it was just such a huge blessing to step out in faith and to take that chance with this opportunity. And um, that first year I was able to quit my job because I was making more money than I was working full time. Yay. Yeah. Which was so cool to be able to do that. And I know you kind of watched me step away from that position. And then through that process, uh, my husband at the time got really bad into addiction and was in and out of jail and rehab. And it was just not a situation that I wanted my son growing up in. And now looking back, I realized how many times we were put in dangerous situations or in places that could have gone wrong really fast. You know, what actually when I was still working, my ex-husband stole something and took my baby, who was probably about eight months old at the time, to a pawn shop. And he was literally with him when my husband stole the item and pawned it for drugs and then went to the drug dealer's house. And so I think about how many times my son could have been in harm's way and what a blessing it was to get away from that. So I was able to leave that marriage thanks to this business. And uh, it's, I, I can't believe that as a single mom, I haven't had to have two or three jobs. And it is so worth it to take a chance on yourself because you never know what's ahead and when you're going to need another stream of income or extra savings or that money put aside because things come up in life. And I, I definitely yeah. don't know where I would have been without having taken that chance and worked really hard at it. Yeah. And that's something I push on this podcast. I cannot stress the importance of having multiple streams of income instead of just one, because even with a great job, when times get uncertain, especially during the pandemic or just life happens, I had a job for five years. I thought I was going to save this company forever. And I found out a month in advance that even though it was a stable industry, it was wireless. It was, we all use cell phones. And even though I thought that position was stable, it, it wasn't. And again, I found myself in a similar situation, working multiple jobs to make ends meet before I got back on my feet again. Yeah. And the cost of living, we, I mean, we both lived in the same apartment complex, mm-hmm the cost of living in our city is, is higher than most. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's good to realize that things happen and that you, it's always good to have that extra cushion. And I also want to honor the people who are working multiple jobs to make ends meet, because that's a season that a lot of us go through and there's no shame in that. And even if you're, if you're a mom and you're like, working a ton of jobs and you're providing for your kid like that's amazing I don't want to take away from that at all so definitely want to give props to everyone who's working super hard also but this is also a message that if you're in a tough spot it doesn't have to last forever yeah absolutely you don't have to stay in that tough spot Mm -hmm. now talk about your inspiration so I'm saying that your son is the inspiration behind what has kind of pushed you into getting where you're at? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, he was four months old, like I mentioned, when I started the business. And 
at this point, he doesn't know any differently than mom being home, mom being on Zoom calls, you know, traveling sometimes for work. And what I love about it is it's just taught him that this is the norm. Like, you don't have to clock in and clock out to a job. You don't have to, you know, have a boss. Like, those things are all great if that's what you want. But it's shown him that there is another way and that there is another opportunity. And the best thing for me is being able to teach him at a young age that anything is possible and that if you're not happy in a situation that you're in and you're not growing in a situation that you're in, it's okay to move on to another situation and to build another situation and to dream big and to fail and to learn and to grow. And so I love that I get to teach him those things. And I think that, you know, as you grow as an entrepreneur, different people will inspire you at different times. So, but my son is definitely, I would say the biggest inspiration as far as starting the business, growing in the business, and the reason why I definitely will never give up. Excellent. Now, during your journey as an entrepreneur and all the businesses that you have, how about some of the hurdles that you had to overcome in the process of this? Yeah, there's definitely been a lot of hurdles, especially going through a divorce and being a single mom and moving to a different state because when my ex-husband was in rehab, I went to Michigan to support him in that. And so when I decided to leave him, I came back to Tennessee and started over and yeah, and really started again with nothing except for what would fit in my small vehicle. You know, I didn't have furniture and all those things. And so um, the biggest thing with overcoming hurdles is you could look at something as either an excuse or a reason. So it would have been really easy for me to be like, you know what, I don't have Wi-Fi right now. I don't really have a stable place. I'm staying with a friend for a month. I don't have um, a way to connect with people or a way to grow my business. Or I could have said, which what I did was because I don't have a stable place, because I don't have the finances to do this, I'm going to push even harder. And so really looking at your hurdles and saying, okay, am I creating a negative like a stopping point for me in an excuse or am I taking this circumstance and using it as a reason and as fuel to move forward and you know we have so many thoughts that float through our mind all the time and I read a Joyce Meyer's book on mindset and one of the things that I loved is she talked about how our emotions and our thoughts and our feelings are just like toddlers there's a a lot of different emotions that come into our mind all the time and a lot of different thoughts. And it's our job to train them and teach them the way that they go. It's our job to decide, you know, what thoughts are we going to keep? What thoughts are we going to adopt? And what thoughts are we going to let go of? Because at the end of the day, our thoughts are not facts. And so look at the facts and your facts may be, I need extra income. I need to make sure that I have a cushion for my family. And then once you have those facts, think about, what you can do to make those things happen. I love that because it's, I feel like when you have defeat in your life or when things get hard, it's just easily to say, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something else or, you know, especially with network marketing or any kind of starting a business, any kind of business really is to just say, well, you know, it's not going anywhere. I'm not making any money or I'm not doing this and that so easy to kind of get stuck in the negative and feel like, okay, this isn't going to work out. But for you, you've taken those hurdles and said, okay, this is going to teach me a lesson instead. 
Yeah, definitely. And one thing I always tell people, whether it's network marketing or another business or another job, the one thing that you take with you when you leave is yourself. And so if your self has a poor mindset and poor work ethic and doesn't get up on time when you leave a job or when you leave a business or a certain company, you're taking those same things with you. So it's better to first work on yourself. And then if that opportunity still isn't right for you, by all means, you know, find the place where you fit, but first make sure that you are in the right place because you're going to take all of your problems with you. And same things go for relationships and friendships. If you're leaving a relationship, you know, because of trust issues and miscommunication, like you're taking those same communication skills or lack thereof with you when you go somewhere else. So it's so important to constantly be working on ourselves. Absolutely. And we're always evolving. We're always changing. If you're not growing and people think, okay, you know, by the time you're 35, you should have this together by the time you're 30. But I, I think what I've learned just in my thirties is that life is you're constantly changing. You're constantly evolving Mm -hmm. and having that lifelong learner mentality is going to take you more places than somebody that, you know, just gets set in their ways and refuses to grow. Yeah. Learn that with beliefs too. I know you say you're a Joyce Myers fan. Yeah. She's very inspiring. I've seen, I haven't read any of her books, but I've seen her speak. Mm -hmm. I love I love personal development and personal growth. And I just, I'm one of those people where if you don't like your circumstances, don't complain about it, change it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if, and I heard this quote one time that I absolutely loved where it said, if there is a solution to your problem, then you don't actually have a problem. You know, there, if there's a solution to whatever you're facing, then we don't have a right to just sit there and complain about it and not walk in that solution. Absolutely. And it's, so much, sometimes it's easy to focus on the problem, but when you focus on the solution, you're on your way out. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love it. And then just for anybody who, any entrepreneur, somebody that wants to get into network marketing, somebody that wants to build a brick and mortar, somebody who maybe wants to be a content creator, like any kind of, anyone starting a business for themselves, what key advice would you give to them? this is kind of funny when I was um, thinking about this was it's not like I'm a serial optimist. I'm probably one of the most optimistic and positive people. And I speak that over my business and I speak that over my life. But the biggest piece of advice that I would give is to prepare for the trenches and to know that they are coming. Like those hard times in your business are going to happen. It doesn't matter who you are, like it is going to happen. And so if you prepare yourself mentally and emotionally and you're like, okay, I know this valley is eventually going to happen. I know this hard time is going to happen. These are the people that I'm going to have to support me when those hard times comes. These are the things I'm going to tell myself when those hard times come. And these are the steps that I'm going to take when those hard times come. Then when it comes, you're not going to be surprised because you're like, oh, I knew this was coming. Like I knew eventually something hard was going to happen in my business. So I'm not surprised. And I have people in place that are going to support me and love me through this. And I have words of affirmation that I'm going to speak over myself during these times because I've already prepared those things. Yeah. And I, I think that sometimes, you know, when we're on the mountain top, it's easy to just like get excited and love those moments. And those are things that we should do. 
But also like when things are going amazing in your business, that is the best time to prepare for the next season that maybe won't be so amazing in your business as well. So preparing for those things and mentally knowing that they're coming. And then also um, what the thing that you do the moment that it doesn't look like you're going to hit your goal is what is going to set the stage for everything that's going to come in your business. So whatever kind of business you do, there's going to come a moment where you're going to hit a wall and it's going to look like you're not going to accomplish whatever it is that you've set out to accomplish. And in that moment, the decision that you make and the thing that you do is what's going to really set you aside to either succeed in your business or to not succeed in your business. And so for me, what that looks like, you know, I know uh, about a year and a half ago, I had set a really huge goal for my business. And about the 20th of the month, 25th of the month, it became obvious that I wasn't going to hit that goal before the end of the month. And I could have either said, you know what, it's okay. I'm just going to try again next month, or I'm going to try again the month after that. Like, I just am going to set a new goal and change the goal. And instead of that, what I said was, I'm going to change the effort and the energy instead of changing the goal. And I worked hard for that goal until the clock struck midnight, the last night of the month. And you know what? I didn't hit my goal. But what I taught myself in that time is how hard I can work. And I taught myself what I'm capable of mentally in overcoming those things. And I also taught my team, you know, being in network marketing and having a team, I taught them that it's okay to work hard for a goal and not reach it. And so we didn't hit that goal that month. But I, ever since that month, I feel like my team has had a new tenacity to them. I've had a new tenacity and fire in my spirit where it's like nothing is going to stop me because I've overcome that hurdle already. And so when I made that goal again, the next time we worked really hard and I remember hitting that day when I was like, I don't think this is going to happen. I just don't feel like it's going to be possible. But we did the same thing that we did the previous time and we worked really, really hard. And that time I hit my goal. And so just um, when you're going through these things, make up your mind ahead of time that no matter what happens, I'm going to push through. And no matter what comes my way, I'm going to work hard. And then also give yourself grace because life happens. When I went through my divorce, I had to take a couple months off. You know, I still um, had residual income because of my business, but I wasn't the leader that I wanted to be. And I wasn't the entrepreneur that I wanted to be. And it was okay because I was going through a major life change. And so give yourself grace through those times. And just learn how to go through the ebbs and flows of your business because there's going to be big times, there's going to be small times, there's going to be times where you're reaping a huge harvest, and there's going to be times that you're planting seeds. And they're both just as important. If you think about a farmer, the times that they're planting seeds and watering those seeds are just as important as the times of harvest. And if they would get discouraged when they're planting seeds that they don't have a harvest and they just quit then they're never going to have that harvest. So just learn how to ride the waves of the business, ride the ups and downs, and just get through the trenches, have people in place to support you. That's super, super important. And you know what? Those people in place to support you might not be the people closest to you because sometimes those people are 
skeptical. And sometimes people are uncomfortable with us living outside of their comfort zone. So it might not be your sister or your best friend or your spouse. It might be a random stranger on Instagram that is like your biggest cheerleader. And that's okay. But just find those people that are going to carry you through those tough times. Oh, that is beautiful. I mean, everything you said about that, even if you don't meet a goal, you're still, you're, you're still going to see a harvest. Mm-hmm. Cause I've been through that before. I was like, okay, I didn't meet the specific goal, but I'm still doing something. Mm-hmm. So it's important to notice the progress. And then what you said about the cheerleaders, the people that are supporting you, I have actually gotten closer to a totally different group of people. Some of them are people I've known for a while. Mm-hmm. And some of them are people that, yeah, I've met on Instagram, other podcasters, connecting with them, being your biggest supporter. So your biggest supporters, it can be your close friends and family. But you may also find the people that have the same goals as you, you may find yourself getting closer to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you, uh, whenever you do make a big decision in life, whether you are, you start a new career path, you settle down and marry that someone special, or you start your business, whatever major step you're taking, there are some people that you're going to leave behind. Yeah. And that's okay. Your circle changes as you get older. It's not Some people say it's really hard to make friends as an adult. It's not necessarily hard to make friends. You just find your circle changing. I'm still enough at friends that I've been friends with since I was a child, Mm -hmm. but there are relationships that I've outgrown. Yeah. And I think it's, it's okay. Like I, it took me a long time to learn that it's okay to leave people behind and it's okay (laughs) to cut people out of your life and And the hardest lesson I think for me to learn, and it took me 30 some years was that I don't have to be everybody's best friend. And for a long time, I just kind of, if somebody wanted to be my friend, I welcomed them into my circle. And I think that that's great. But at the same time, like you have to protect your circle, you have to protect your peace and like your emotional wellness. And just because somebody wants to be around you, this is going to sound awful, but just because somebody wants to be around you doesn't mean that's the right person for you. And so knowing those boundaries and knowing like, these are the types of people that I want to learn from and grow from and be connected with and not having to be best friends with every single person definitely makes a big difference. And especially this is huge. If you're trying to grow on Instagram or whether it's a podcast or a YouTube channel is it's okay to like be specific with who your audience is and who you want to attract. And it's okay if you leave people out and you eliminate people because the broader your audience is, you're not actually saying anything. You're not actually reaching anybody if you're trying to talk to everybody. But if you have like your specific niche and your specific person that you're like, I'm looking for people who are influential. I'm looking for people who have a certain belief system. I'm looking for moms. I'm looking for people who live in this part of the country, whatever it is. When you're that specific and you're connecting with those people because you relate to them, you're going to attract a lot more people to you and your business than if you're just super broad and vague and trying to reach everybody. That's good. That's good because I know you have a huge following, but what you're saying is it's okay to be specific about who you want in your tribe. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That that's good. And you're talking about people that you leave behind. Some people want to be your friends because what you can do for them, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily your biggest cheerleaders either. Yeah. 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 I think I read a quote the other day that said, watch and be, be attentive to who is cheering for you when you're growing mm-hmm. and who is uncomfortable with your growth. Because a lot of times the people, like I said earlier, they don't want you to grow because you're growing outside of their comfort zone. And yeah. if you're growing outside of their comfort zone, they can either choose to accept it and love you, or they can choose to be closed off. Like I know once I started kind of growing my influence and my business started really succeeding, I had several people that I thought were close friends of mine that were like, she's so fake. Who does she think she is? Who does, like, how is she trying to be this, you know, mega entrepreneur and all this stuff? And, you know, it hit me for a while. Like, I, I'm very reflective. And so I was like, am I being fake? Like, am I being disingenuous? Like, am I doing something wrong? And what I came up with is I'm not the same person that they knew a year ago or two years ago because I've grown. And so to them, my growth may feel fake. It may feel ingenuine because it's not who they know me as. And I just had to learn to, instead of, you know, changing myself to be back at that person to make them comfortable with who I am, to just learn to let go of those relationships and find relationships that accept me for where I've grown and are continuing to help me grow. Yeah. And be more rewarding. And those people that are saying those things about you, yeah, they're uncomfortable with your growth and they only saw a certain aspect of you. They really didn't know you yeah. because yeah. all those things that you described and all those things that people said about you, I don't see that at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see someone who is ambitious. I see someone who is, you're very welcoming. You let people, you inspire people. Well, and I think a lot of times the things that we are the most insecure about or the things that people attack us on generally are our biggest strengths. And so for, you know, for somebody to say like, oh, well, you're really fake or, you know, one of the things that was picked on is the fact that I'm like always trying to be so inspiring on social media. And, you know, I had like this, just a small group of people that were like, oh, that's really fake. But then everyone else is like, oh, I needed that today. I needed to see that. I needed to like read that meme. And I was like, you know, there's just anytime there's growth, there's going to be something out there that's trying to pull you back into the place that you were in. And so when you face those attacks and when you have people that are questioning your integrity, like the more influential that you become and the greater things that you're doing, the more you're going to have that. And so it's just really important to know who you are and what you stand for. And that's why I think it's great to like find your tribe and speak specifically to that tribe because celebrate it when people unfollow you that just means that your people that are not the people that are not your people are leaving and that makes room for the people who are your people absolutely yeah and that's the thing is and even on the show I find myself saying okay I don't want to talk about my religion or my faith that might offend people but um, what I'm finding is there's a lot of people that I'm attracting that maybe have the same experience as me Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that is something I had to learn as well. You know, I'm very like faith oriented on my Instagram. And at first I was like, well, I could be leaving people out and 
they might think that, you know, I'm not accepting of them if they don't share the same faith. But what I found is, like you said, it's attracting the people that connect with you and you're connecting with them on a more real level because you're being the most real version of yourself. Yes. There's so much power in authenticity and living the life that you want for yourself and knowing your calling mm-hmm. in living with purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Well, tell me about, I know you read Joyce Myers. We did a book club together, an online book club. Yeah. What is your favorite book and what book inspires you the most? I really love Brene Brown. And so I was reading Dare to Lead. And I really like that from a leadership perspective. And I love John Maxwell. So really anything by John Maxwell is probably one of my go-tos. If I ever feel like I'm kind of hitting a slump or feeling unmotivated, I go for one of those, either Brene Brown or John Maxwell, just to kind of get me out of that. And I love mindset work and I love personal growth. But something that I'm learning is that nothing cures like a poor spirit or feeling unmotivated, like actually doing something and not just learning. Like it's important to work on your mindset, but I feel like so many times people get stuck in this cycle of like, read the mindset books, listen to the mindset podcasts, watch the YouTube videos, and they're always in growth stage and they never actually put it into action. And so when you do that and you don't put your, what you're learning into action, you are not growing. And when you're not growing, you get discouraged and then you need more mindset work. (laughs) So it's like this cycle of like, I, I, I even have, you know, people that I love very dearly on my team, but it's like, they get stuck in the, uh, educational aspect of it and the planning, and then they never actually get to the work aspect. And then they get discouraged and go back to the educational aspect. And so if you are unmotivated and want to grow, do the action. And that's what I love about Brene Brown and John Maxwell is I feel like they give you practical action steps to take based on what you're learning. So Mm -hmm. that's why I really enjoy both of those authors. That's really good because I'm very quick to listen to the mindset podcast, the Mm self-improvement and be hyped up about it. Yeah. And you know, I've been daydreaming about my goals for about two years and it took me a pandemic to actually go forward with it. Yeah. And I mean, there's so much motivation out there. There's so much self-improvement, so much hype out there, but actually getting to where you want to be, you've really got to keep your head in the game. You really got to take those action steps and have a tenacity to go through anything. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And something else on this podcast is we're really big. We do the mindset work. We're really big on investing in ourselves. Mm-hmm buying something for ourselves, something that just empowers us. There's always going to be that one thing that you don't go cheap on that you don't, you know, that you always budget for. So for me, it's skincare mattresses or some things that invest into to make your life better. So I want to hear what is the one thing that you will always invest in? So it's, it's kind of funny because my one thing is probably my hair. <laughs> like I, I spend yeah. money on my hair, but beautiful hair. Well, I think about it and I'm like 90% of the time, my hair is like in a mom bun 
or a mess, you know, and I'm like, I spend way too much money on my hair for it to not look amazing every single day. But that's like my one splurge because one bad haircut or one bad, you know, style can mess up your hair for years, you know, so I have to, that's, that's the one thing I won't go cheap on. And definitely take care of it. And you take care of it from the outside in as well. Yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of um, like collagen and probiotics. Honestly, like my hair used to be really, really thin and fine. And um, taking probiotics and collagen has been a game changer <laughs> for me. So I'm like, okay, we're going to take care of my hair. We're going to do this the right way. Yes. And hair is actually an outward symbol of your overall internal health. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I, that's another thing. I, I like to have the highlights and, you know, I use the Purology products so I could definitely relate to investing into the hair because the way that your hair looks, your good hair, bad hair, that can kind of set the mon- the tone for your day. Yeah, absolutely. Along with your mindset. <laughs> and, then, and then go ahead and tell everyone who has listened to this podcast, tell them where they can find you and awesome. learn from you. And then give us a, a teaser about your upcoming podcast. Perfect. So I am purposely profitable on Instagram, no spaces, nothing kind of weird about it, just all written the way that it sounds, purposely profitable. And the reason that I have chosen that name is because, you know, I do love making an income and I love making money, but I want to have a purpose behind it. And I want to align myself with other people who want to make an income for a purpose. So whether your purpose is to give to your local church, your purpose is to give to your favorite charity, your purpose is to go on missions trips or to just like break off any generational curses with your family where you're like, we're just always in debt. We're always poor. We don't have anything like whatever your purpose is. um, I want to help people realize like, it's first of all, okay to make money because so many times I think whether it's as women or as Christian women, we feel like money's a bad word and we don't like talking about it. And we're like, I'm not supposed to have money, especially if you didn't have money growing up. I think that there's this discomfort when you get it. And, you know, I remember when I made my first um, five figure monthly check, I was like, I'm just going to bury it in the backyard. Like, I don't know what to do with this. I just want to hide it. Like, I don't want, like, it's, it's almost this feeling of like, I don't deserve this money and I am just going to go do something with it. And I heard a speaker one time that talked about how he used to make a lot of money, but he wasn't used to having it. And so he would blow it all. Like he would make $6,000 and blow $6,000 in one day. And he talked about the reason that we do that is because we have this like level of, poverty or level of finances that we're used to. And when we go above that, we freak out and we like dwindle down to where we were. So if you're used to living paycheck to paycheck and suddenly you get a huge bonus, we see this all the time when people get their taxes back and they go on shopping sprees or buy things outside of their budget or go on vacation instead of investing that into something else or doing something with it. You know, we have this comfort level of where our bank accounts are supposed to be. And so my goal is to help people grow that comfort level so that they see their worth and that they're worthy of making money. They're worthy of having financial success. And 
that there is a greater purpose. It's not just about me having a boat and a car and a mansion and all this stuff, but my purpose is to give back and to teach my family how to be financially stable and to give to people who don't maybe have those finances because I've been in those shoes and I've needed the help. And so now to kind of go full circle and give to those single moms and to people who I know are going through hard times, like it's the biggest blessing. So uh, we will be starting a podcast late fall and all of that information is going to be on my Instagram page. So that's going to be the place that you want to connect with me. And I am just super excited for it because I know that there's more people out there who have that giving spirit and want to make money for the purpose of helping other people. So I'm excited to connect with all of you. And I hope that you gained a lot from this. But the biggest thing is believe that you're worthy of this success and make the determination ahead of time. Like no matter what comes, I'm going to push through. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to go through the trenches when they do come and Honestly, you guys, I never in a million years when I started my business thought that this is where I was going to be. I had enough faith in myself to make an extra $500 a month. I was like, that's all I need, just $500. But, you know, God had a bigger purpose and knew that I was going to need an income as a single mom and knew that I was going to be helping other people stay home with their children and be able to retire their husbands. You know, I got remarried. I was able to retire my husband from law enforcement. So, that's just the biggest blessing. And I know that there's more people out there who you may not see it now, but you're capable of even greater things than that. Amazing. Amazing. I don't even have to do an ending to that. Cause I think you just, <laughs> you just spoke to everyone's soul today. Awesome. Well, I am so glad. Thank you so much for having me on yeah. here. Well, thank you for sharing you. Honestly, whenever I was going through the podcast, and looking at the guests I wanted to have, you were on the top of the list. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, I'm so, so yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for making this happen. Thank you again for listening to For Better Self and Net Worth, an independent podcast. If you enjoy the show, please feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Amazon and help me get the word out. Help support the show. And also feel free to connect with me on Instagram. My handle is Elokonomic or check out the For Better Self and Net Worth webpage. It's www.forbetterselfandnetworth.com. I look forward to connecting with you guys and sharing more value. And again, I cannot thank you enough for supporting my podcast. Mm -hmm.